And we are a live wrestle purist worldwide, hosted by myself, Joe Hulbert, and Ibu of Wrestle Purist, but on some of you guys of Twitter as Backup Hangman. And it's been it's been a busy weekend, to say the least. A lot has happened since the last time uh since the last time we did the podcast. I know I know um the girls did one on, on the weekend. Um but yeah, Ibu's right? Ibu's been radio silent since Friday. Um, it's been it's been a crazy weekend, but yeah, we have got a lot to get into. So first things first, please like, subscribe, send any super chats, any questions, any of your takes, any of your opinions, any of your predictions, anything like that. We'll get them read out. Turn on our post notifications. Hope everyone's doing good. Starting with my fellow co-hosts. I'm gonna start with you, Hallbert. What's going on? I'm good, mate. I'm a little bit confused. A minute ago, you said that Ibu was well known to people on Twitter as. I think you said backup hangman, but I don't, Ibu's not on Twitter as far as I know, so I don't know what that's about, where that's from. So uh, we got a lot to talk about. We got a lot to talk about. I think it's fair to say. Uh, I don't know if this is going to be the show for breaking down in ring belt to bell highs and lows. This one, <laughs> I think this one's going to go in some different directions. So I'm pretty excited to be here as always. Yeah, it's going all over the place. You know, kind of. It's been like I said, it's been a busy, busy weekend. Uh, but yeah, Ibu, you've gone quiet since SmackDown. The end of SmackDown on Friday. I've had people in my messages asking me if you're legitimately okay. There's been a lot of people on the timeline adding you and mentioning you. Some of them laughing at you. Some of them dunking on you. Some of them genuinely just checking in on you. Um, but yeah, man, after after Friday night SmackDown, it, but you did a little space, said your piece, and you stepped away from Twitter for a while. <laughs> Talk to the people, man. What's been going on with you? I don't know what you want me to say. I um, yeah, I I've been silent. Uh, I only did this space because uh, Ao was like, "Yo, man, people are tagging you, bro. People really want to hear from you." And I was like, "That's cool. They'll hear from me on worldwide." And then uh, he's like, "He's like, nah, bro. You gotta do a space." I was like, "Do I really need to do a space?" Uh, and so um, made one. And I don't know if you guys knew this. Uh, we had over one. We had eleven hundred listeners uh, at at two in the morning. It was 1,100 people that really wanted to see what I had to say about Cody Rhodes not finishing a story at WrestleMania. Uh, Listen to this like, ego on display, yeah. Sounds uh, just like Dwayne, you know? Listen, I, I, I'm a lot of things. <laughs> I am not Dwayne Johnson in 2024, I'll, I can tell you that. Um, The funny thing is I did the space, and if you listen to it, I didn't even have that much to say in the space, Joe. I I let other people just get their shit off. Like, I just sat there, and it was just kind of like, okay. Like, I I, I was speechless. Um, I still don't have – I don't have words for what what happened. I really don't know what to to make of what I've I've been subjected to. I'm – yeah, quite frankly, I don't really I'm, either. I don't even. I don't even really care, and I'm also stunned by it. So I, I, I get I'm, it. I understand. I, I'm in like some right. shock. People are yeah. tagging me in things and DMing me, and what do you think, man? And I'm sorry, man. And are you all right? And the answer is, <laughs> I, I don't know. I, I really don't know. <laughs> I, mean, I am in. I am baffled. I, here's the thing about this, Joe. A week ago on Worldwide, if you remember, <laughs> we were we were talking about CM Punk's injury. Yeah. And and if you remember, I said this really sucks. I feel bad for Phil, but WrestleMania is not hurt too bad, and I'm not bummed out because 
Cody Rhodes is going to finish his story. And that's the thing I care about in wrestling. And so I'm, I'm cool. Come to find out, Cody is not finishing his story. Cody Rhodes is set to face Seth freaking Rollins at WrestleMania. And so now I look around, Joe, and I'm like, what? What do I have left? What do we like? What's what's going on here? And, and we'll get into this more, but I think this is very important to know. It's not so much where they're going as how they're getting there. I think makes it yeah. even more. That's what like makes it was. Yeah, it was surreal. Surreal. That's the thing. It's I have so many questions, and I'm waiting for reporters and insiders to give me answers, and all their answers create 17 more questions. You know, whether it be Dave Meltzer or Sean Rodhap or what have you. You know, I'm going to read you guys a text message that I had with someone in WWE created. <laughs> going to give you guys a live, live little scoop. And when, when, when did you receive this text message? I'm going to tell you right now, Montel. <laughs> Let's see here. This would have been... Right. Oh, my Whilst, God. Right, here we go. Text message. Oh, okay. This is Friday. Okay. After or before SmackDown? 5.56... PM Eastern Standard Time. Cody is facing off with Roman, right? That's from me. The reply was, "Yep, gonna be fun." <laughs> I, who's getting the Mania match, bro? Just tell me, man. The reply was, "Embark." <laughs> Ibu, I'm sorry, but I just can't answer that. It's gonna be a fun night, though. <laughs> I don't think you agree with that, sis. I think you found it very fun after all. <laughs> Joe, I was at work, right? Yeah. I don't yes, watch wrestling at work. I don't watch wrestling at work because I'm not a fucking mark. You know, I'm just making my money, right? Yeah. But there's very rare occasions where I will tune into a show and put it in my earpiece to listen, right? I did this for Punk's Collision debut promo. You did? And, and I did this for SmackDown, where I, I had it on, and I'm like, all right, let's get to this. And then I, I was I had it on, I was on Discord, because Rob was streaming it. And I'm like, is this thing starting the show? And he's like, no, no. And then I checked, and it, it's ending, it was main eventing uh, SmackDown. So I just had it on. I was like, all right, SmackDown's just in, playing in my ear like a radio show as I'm, as I'm doing my job. And I'm like, all right, this seems like a fine enough show. And I'm hearing like, oh, Braun Breaker, oh, Tiffany Stratton, oh, this person. And I'm like, all right, this sounds like a nice little show. You know, Bailey does the angle. I'm like, this sounds like a pretty good angle. You know, Cody wrote the Roman Reigns cuts his promo and he's shitting, he's shitting on Seth Rollins. I'm like, this is pretty funny. This is objectively very funny. Cody Rhodes comes out and he's, he's talking his shit to, to Roman. And I'm fired up, Joe. I'm like, oh man, this is great. Yeah, he's going to take everything from Roman Reigns and he's coming for him and this and that. And I'm like, let's, I had you last year. I'm like, yes, you fucking did, Cody Rhodes. Yes, you fucking did. Yes, you fucking did. And he's like, and I'm coming for you. And I want that belt. No matter what, Seth Rollins said one thing I disagree with. And it was that that belt was the Hollywood belt. No, Roman. That's the belt that Bruno San Martino held and was taken from my father's hands. I'm like, facts. That's the story. That's the fucking story. It's Roman's championship. That's the fucking story. And so I'm like, let's go. Let's go. And then I'm like, all right. So here, make it official, Cody. Make it a fucking official. Now, mind you, Joe. I knew Roman, I knew The Rock was going to be on the show. I was told about this. Mm -hmm. I'm like, okay, he's Cody's going to say, I'm coming for you, and I'm going to make sure this time, this year, there's going to be no interference, no BS, no nothing. And I've called somebody to make sure of it. Hip, yes, smile, boom, he's the enforcer. 
That's what I'm waiting for, Joe. That's what I'm. That's the big pot. I'm like, oh, this section rocks, man. And then he goes, but not at WrestleMania. <laughs> and you've never been the same since. <laughs> and I'm like, what? And I hear in my ear, Ao, like, I'm up, I'm up, I'm up. I'm like, <laughs> <laughs> and then, and I'm like, wait, 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 wait. Is that what he said? And then, I, I had a council this week. I'm like, what the fuck is going on? Wait, 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 wait. You won the rumble. What are you talking about? Hip, you're some. Rock comes in. He looks at Cody. Cody's dead behind the eyes. I'm like, they're not doing this. What are you talking about? What are you fucking what? What? And then he shook his hand. He's about to cry. I'm about to cry. And then Dwayne walks in. Roman Reigns down. I'm like, no, 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 no. You're going to rock. You're the enforcer, right? You're the referee, right? You're the host, right? And then a graphic comes on the bottom of the screen. WrestleMania press event Thursday. I'm like, ain't no fucking way. There's no, there's no way. And the answer was, yes, there is way. Cody Rhodes. Has given his WrestleMania main event to Dwayne The Rock Johnson. This entire last year of programming that I've been watching with, with the solace of knowing that Cody Rhodes is going to finish his story has been thrown away at the at the 11th hour after he won the Rumble. That's the other thing about this, guys. There was a, there was a, a possibility of this match happening. It, it, been, it had been clear since the beginning of the year. Rock showed up at day one, cut that promo agenda, head of the table, right? But, but the thing is, I was already kind of like mentally preparing for this possibility, but then Cody won the Rumble. And I'm like, oh, shit, he won the Rumble. We're here. He pointed at Roman Reigns. Michael Cole said, Heyman, what inning are we in? I'm like, yeah, what inning are we in, bitch? Let's go. <laughs> in the presser. It's Monty, I was with you on Sunday uh, last week. I was making fun of Steve Fall. I said, Steve, what type of stupid-ass question is that? Because Steve Fall fucking was like, uh, Cody, uh, who are you picking at Mania? I'm like, it's fucking obvious, you idiot. He pointed at Roman. He's picking Roman, right? Right? That's obvious. He picked Roman. No, he didn't pick Roman. He gave his match away. So, are you saying that in the end, Friday wasn't a fun night? Is that what you're telling me? Because I'm, I'm not completely clear on... <laughs> didn't sound very fun based on that description, but... Joe, I don't know what it is about... Um... I've been told by our friend Kwame that there's an Ibu jinx. And uh, I'm, starting to, I'm starting to think uh, it might be a thing. Funny enough, uh, Joe, I, I declared that Joe Gacy versus Dijak would be the WWE match of the year uh, on, on Thursday. I <laughs> and it ended up being the worst uh, match on, on the NXT event that we're going to cover. So uh, is, there an, is there an Ibu jinx? I don't know. Uh, but my two favorite wrestlers have been have been fucked over. CM Punk is injured. Cody Rhodes is facing Seth Freakin for the fourth time. And, I'll um, say this. I'll say this. As a friend, this is what I'm wanting to do. I think it's more of a worldwide jinx at this point. Because none of us ever really win, right? Like, we fight battles, but we all eventually just lose. That's all this show really is. That's really the kind of common denominator of this show. Right? Yeah, I've, all... I've had two victory laps on the channel saying Dwayne is not wrestling in this side of you WrestleMania. Have. Yeah, that's a good know? point. Two? 
Well, one of them was more like a sprint, you know. But the one on Friday was outrageous, considering that it was hours later that that was <laughs> that was disproven. <laughs> so I think it's a worldwide thing, and I think that's that helps all of us to kind of share in that in that you know someone, that grief. Just, someone just said Monty and Mark Briscoe. <laughs> yeah, exactly. to win the tournament, he lost every match by one. Here's the thing about it: it's like, even when it feels like we're about to win, we lose. You know, like it does definitely. Cody won the rumble. <laughs> that, when I was a little boy, they told me that that guaranteed you the main event of WrestleMania. I've been lied to, just hoodwinked, bamboozled, led astray. He just Cody just gave his gave his match away. Gave and now what makes all this worse is I'm waiting for the I'm waiting for the sheets to, to make me feel better and make sense of this. I'm like, give me an explanation. What's going on here? And the first one is Dave Meltzer on Friday going, Well, Dwayne stepped in and felt like this is what WrestleMania needed. And that with the loss of Brock Lesnar and CM Punk, that he had to come in. And I'm like, okay, when was that decided? Because once again, Cody Rhodes pointed at Roman Reigns at the Royal Rumble. And then Monty, uh, you, you did a great job with the aggregations of this, but Dave this morning basically said, oh, this deal was put in place on January 3rd, but only Nick Khan and Ari Emanuel knew. And I'm like, why wouldn't you tell the head of creative what you're planning on doing with The Rock? What's going on? And then, and then to make it more confusing, he thinks this is a work. It's it's all very confusing. He is really. We, we, we are ju- we're jumping a bit far ahead now because we're getting, we're we're already up to today's reporting and stuff. So let's go back to Friday. <laughs> go back to Friday. Okay, let's, let's do it. Let's do it. Step by step, as he be very uh, passionately walked us through. You know, we appreciate it. I don't know where he's gone. <laughs> he's he's disappeared now, but um. Yeah, man, it's just the, it was like you said, it's the way it unfolded, bro. Like, it's <laughs> it, 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 could it have been worse? The way that Cody, like, <laughs> not metaphorically yeah. and literally stepped aside, got out the ring, His as you said, too. behind the eyes, oh. you know, it was just the hug. Oh, <laughs> and it, it was, was just not, like, logically it made no sense, like. <laughs> It felt honestly. What I said to you that when it happened was, it felt like it was booked by someone that was actively ribbing him. That's the way it felt, right? Like it was like, again, I think it's the wrong direction to begin with. But if you're going to take a direction, you couldn't have taken a path towards it that's more like, just it felt completely illogical. It just made no sense. The logic that they're trying to make us believe is that Cody Rhodes went to The Rock for some advice. (laughs) And Rock said, give me the match. <laughs> and Rock said, step aside. I'll, I'll take him on. Yeah. And Cody was just like, yeah, that's cool. <laughs> oh, and now, man. like, again, we'll, we'll go through the piece of the story. But if we are to assume just for a moment, because I'm not convinced by this, but if he's going to wrestle Seth freaking Rollins, that is a babyface champ that is injured and holds a belt that both parties, as Ibi mentioned earlier, Actively buried on Friday, basically. Cody didn't bury so much, but he did make it clear the Roman belt was the one he wanted. And Roman, he eviscerated Seth and Seth's belt just before they did this. It's like I have a scoop for you guys on that. I have a scoop actually. Okay. Uh, so 
Roman Reigns. What do you uh, keep hitting it, but you keep making your mic like. It's a loud echo, yeah. Sorry. Um, I was told that Roman Reigns was not informed of what Seth was going to say about him on last Monday's episode of Monday Night Raw. Uh huh. And that he wasn't particularly appreciative of the things that were said about him on Monday Night Raw. And he basically said, well, I'm giving him a receipt. And that was that. But he did. <laughs> he certainly did that. When, yep. he, when he started doing the limp and everything, he just, he, he just went crazy, off on him. He was, yeah, it, was it was genuinely crazy because it's not even like it was, uh, you know, like champ to champ. The sort oh. of shit that we've seen with, you know, some of those shitty Survivor Series builds and stuff. You know, it was like... He was just burying Seth freaking in the belt. <laughs> the one when he said his name and was like, exactly, no pop. I was like, good lord, yeah. man. <laughs> no pop. My little bro. My little brother is Seth Rollins. Yeah. And he was like, yeah, I'll work 10 times less than you and I'll make 10 times more than you. Then he asked the crowd. That man said, Rollins money. Y'all want Seth Rollins, Rollins money? money? <laughs> or do you want tribal chief money? And the crowd is like, <laughs> 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 then obviously Cody Rhodes came out. He did he did his thing, you know. And well, I say he did his thing. He, I don't. I'm still can't make out what that was. You know, <laughs> I say he just he just doesn't make sense. And as we've echoed a few times already since in the first like less than twenty minutes of this podcast, it's just it's obviously what they're doing is you know crazy. But it's just how they did it, how they executed it on Friday was just. This idea that it's a work, Monty. <laughs> we'll like, get to it. We'll get there. <laughs> All right. <laughs> so, let's go into the kind of the reporting around this, the reaction and stuff like that. Um, you know what? Should we? Should I do that first or should we do some Super Chats? We have a lot of Super Chats. We should probably work through some of those. There's a lot there. <laughs> okay, we're going to quickly go through some Super Chats and we're going to go into kind of the reports following the fallout of, uh, you know, Dwayne yeah. showing up and making Cody step aside, bro. <laughs> Scott, $2.79 Canadian. I appreciate you as always. Where's Rossi going to get his money from for this promotion? Who knows, I'm sure. <laughs> Damn KG, why not? I appreciate you as always. Love you, Ibu. We've got to be strong in tough times. Should have said hard. Why can't I just be you know, right serviced and pleased and, and appeased to? Why do I have to just remain strong all the time? Can I just get nice <laughs> things just happen to me? Um, like, Maji, I don't know if you know this, right? The New York Knicks are in the middle of their best season in, in, in like 30 years, right? Nine game winning streak. We're, we're, we're coming in on, on, on second place in the Eastern Conference. And you know what happens, Monty, in the heart of this? Our best player, Julius Randle, gets injured. And then uh, the, the player that we just traded for, OG Ananobi, has this random phantom elbow injury that puts him out for like two fucking weeks. I can't be happy. Why? I don't know. Uh, PFAF, PDF says, with 199, Ibu's profiting off the rock is nasty business. Profiting how? He's heartbroken. The super chats, you know? It's... I'm not sure if he, I'm not sure if he, you know, fills the void for him. Kale with 20... Peso? Me- me- I never know what that is. Apologies. Uh, could Julia join Rossi's pro instead at this point? I mean, according to reports, it doesn't seem that way. So, but, you know, until she signs a contract, anything's a possibility, I guess. 
Bam, $5. Appreciate you as always. I wouldn't be surprised if Cody Rose fans have their own January 6th this Thursday. Sorry, Monty Joe, back up. But I hope Hyrule Husky never gets that belt. <laughs> Yo. Yo. Caden Lee, one ninety nine. Appreciate you guys. Oh, I'll God. be in Philly, but not at Mania. Fuck third. Facts. <laughs> Princess Diana, two dollars. Appreciate you. Rhythm is a dancer. King Charles. <laughs> That's a crazy. That's crazy. But yeah, that is very uh, you know worldwide news. King Charles does indeed have cancer. He was uh, announced earlier on. But you know, this is a wrestling podcast, people. Uh, uh, Monty, jo- um, Jamie earlier was like, The king has cancer. I was like, Lawler? And he was like, No. Jesus <laughs> Christ, man. <laughs> what the fuck? Anyway, Corey David, $2. Appreciate you. Do you think Dodger leaves also thoughts on Treak? Uh, we're definitely gonna get. We're gonna get to trick. Obviously, he later, fucking rules. That's our thoughts on trick. <laughs> yeah, that's a, that's a quick one. Yeah. He is a shining light in a road full of despair. That is the wrestling industry in 2024. <laughs> Real. Um, Jack as well. Uh, who knows, man? Who knows? Where who knows? would he go? I don't know. Berkey, my night on. Ibu, welcome back. Thoughts on the Knicks versus the Lakers. Uh, the Lakers got a win on a depleted Knicks team that was missing four starters. And then people who don't watch the Knicks but got to watch this national TV game were making all these sweeping, stupid takes. Uh, fuck the Lakers. And also, I don't want LeBron to join my team. And I don't want him using the Knicks as leverage to get what he wants out of the Lakers. So fuck him. Um, and I'd rather make the conference finals with the team we have than win a championship with LeBron. If that makes me delusional, so be it. Uh, that's my thoughts on the game and the wider situation surrounding the Knicks and Lakers. <laughs> Which is on ten dollars. You would think The Rock would learn from the movie fans being pissed off, and then movies not hitting money wise now. But he really thinks he looks like the baby face now. Wow, you know, <laughs> big Dwayne. You know, the thing is, Dwayne's not a human being anymore. He he's been new. Like they, he's a he's been turned into a robot about like ten years ago. And so, like, he just kind of speaks in these, like, Dwayne sound bites where he's just like, wow, incredible night, mana, uh, mahalo, tequila, terramana. This is great. It's like seven bucks in my pocket. It's like, okay, bro. Our very own Jamie Ross, 10 pounds. Appreciate you. He says, hashtag Rossiogawa loyalist. Yeah, you are. You are. Jamie Rossi or Goa. Uh, Hamza Mohammed, £1.99. Appreciate you as always. Just watch Owen versus Bulldog 97 Raw in Germany. Four and a half stars. That match rocks. WWF in 97 has a lot of like cool aspects to the product. And I'm not talking about obviously like Los Boricuas <laughs> and the Godwins, but uh, but like the stuff, you know, but like the heart, all the stuff with the hearts is fucking sick. The, the stuff yeah. with, with, um, with Steve Austin is awesome. And even even some of the DX and Shawn Michael stuff in general just kind of pops me. So yeah, Owen Bulldog is awesome. And there's a lot of other gems uh, from '97 WWF. Willie four ninety nine. Appreciate you as always. Do you think Triple H is a lame duck figurehead? Um, TKO booking Rock versus Roman behind Triple H's back isn't a good sign for him, in my opinion. But I'm an idiot. What's your thoughts? 
uh, want your thoughts. Uh, so do you think Triple H is lying, duck figurehead? Who knows? Obviously, it's one of those things. Like a lot of details have already come out, so it's kind of just waiting to see what more details and how things progress with that. So, you know, we we'll kind of wait and see. That's kind of. I, got, I gotta approach. say, Brian Gortz being at TV was kind of spooky. I can't lie to you. Yeah, this yeah. very. We'll get into the details of it, but this very much feels like a case of left hand not know what the right hand's doing, doesn't it? That's that's like the first thing that comes to mind with this. It's sure feels like it right now, but we'll see. Yeah, TK. I was, no, I was gonna say it's like Dwayne has his shit set up with Brian, and then he just works out the money with Nick Khan, and then they come to yeah. TV and do that, and Hunter's like, "What the fuck?" And they just put it together. And it's one thing when they did that for like the gender segment, because like who cares? But like now, it's the main event of Mania, yeah, oh, yeah. yeah, exactly. <laughs> King of the North, five dollar Canadian. Appreciate you. Here's to take my vi- here to take my victory lap. Tell Ibu to cheer for winners for once and laugh about huge Suji taking sweet heat's hair from him. I gotta say, so he's referring to uh, Yoda Suji's facing uh, um, facing uh, Yuya Uimura coming up this weekend. They're gonna have a hair versus hair match. But I gotta say, number one, I love hair versus hair matches. Number two, uh, Yuya needs to lose that hair. It's kind of pissing me off. It's like too much. It's too long. Uh, yeah, get, get, cut that shit off. So I, I don't mind. You know, builds to a third match. Jay Blood for ninety nine. Appreciate it. What is funnier? WWE making this decision, Cody agreeing to the segment, or Cody re-signing and working Shinsuke at Mania. <laughs> I, mean, He's not I don't, I don't see game. any world where he works Shinsuke at Mania. So. That's not happening. Um, much funnier, making the, WWE making the decision, or Cody agreeing to the segment. I think Cody agreeing to that segment, playing out in that way, is wild. Like Even if it is like, Yo, you're giving up your main event, eat it, sort of thing. Like Him being like, yeah, I'll do it like that. Like, it's... <laughs> I know the creative control and stuff isn't the same as what it was in AEW, Jesus Christ, you know. And I know Cody's insane. Were, and, and this is this is genuine. I'm I'm not, I'm so serious here. It's not gonna happen. But if, if Cody works in Scat Mania, Monty, don't don't ask me to do a Mania preview video. Don't ask me to do a review. Don't ask me to do worldwide. I, I will have nothing to say because I will simply just not watch this show. You think I'm kidding? I will not watch. What is my reason to watch this event? If Cody Rhodes is facing Shinsuke Nakamura. Uh, so, there you go. King of the North, $2. Cody Kiyomiya. I got to say, awful. Dwayne Johnson did pull some KG Muto shit. And I pointed this <laughs> out. He, he super put, pulled some KG Muto shit. And I told AO that. He was like, I don't want to hear it because you thought it was cool when Muto did it. And I was like, yeah, well, he's Japanese. So, you know. Dwayne Johnson, final bye-bye. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, Mudo did, did get political power, no, and then just totally just just kicked kicked the fucking Kaito in the gut and just. Like, yeah, man. He, he came in. He he beat Goshiyazaki for the the GAC championship. He beat Kaito the first time. It was it was pretty nasty. Colt, two dollars. Appreciate it. We want to uh, leave for Mania. True, hey, man. Another hashtag. Hyrule Husky. Wonder who that is. Todd Bowley, ten dollars. Don't appreciate yeah, Monty. I'm beyond angry. How could someone just walk in with no regard for stability and just insert themselves into such a role? This is purely driven by ego and greed. That's a very layered super channel. (laughs) Amir F, $5. Appreciate you. Let's be honest. Cody should have won last year. No shit. (laughs) Um, (laughs) 
If not at WrestleMania, then SummerSlam to Cody. So I don't blame The Rock for this. I blame Triple H. Nah, that's, that's, I blame all of them, but he's absolutely... <laughs> this, none of this should be a problem. This all should have been handled like last year, you know? Like, yeah, no, but like, to not blame Dwayne for just coming in and putting himself in the main bro, event of Mania. They're all to blame, but there is absolutely... I, I think it can never be said enough that he is fucking insane. Roman won that match last year considering what he's done yeah, since he gets then. Yeah, it gets... You know? it's, all it's done, you know, over the past year has aged worse and worse. Worse and, and worse. worse. Yeah. And it was terrible at the time. Like, yeah. so, he, he's had um, no, not one title program that, that would needed him to win that match. It's insane. John, 10, two pounds. Rock to Cody. Back of the line, you lose a cup. It's very aggressive. <laughs> and Jean, PN, two dollars. My ancestors smoking a pack after the Charles news. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> Leon of the New Geeks, $2. For Ibu saying, fuck LeBron and fuck the Lakers, 100 Waving emoji. God bless. Appreciate you. John, 10, £2. Appreciate you. Cody versus Solo Sokoa, fire emoji. That's another aggressive sport for Super Chat from John, 10. Um, $10. Appreciate you as well. Fucking hell, getting all mixed up. Appreciate you as always. For those asking in the chat who's Hyrule Husky is let's just say the blonde crybaby man that certain fans started hashtag this weekend won't like fans that English isn't your first language per se. I mean a whole lot now. That's a very detailed super chat you've got right there. So those who ponder it. Alright, let's get into this. Let's continue in with this whole WrestleMania, WrestleMania 40, not to main event saga, where Dwayne The Rock Johnson has uh, showed up on SmackDown and seemingly will be facing Roman Reigns at WrestleMania. So, uh, I think, I think I'm, I think I'm getting a report somewhat in order. But of course, PW Insider. Uh, they reported that numerous WWE sources have concurred that the decision to go with the Rock versus Roman Reigns Mania weekend expected to be fully and officially announced this Thursday in Las Vegas for the WrestleMania Philly event. And it was a push by the Rock to move into the WrestleMania main event, which was also backed by TKO Group holding executives. This is coming from the very, very top, because as everybody knows at this point, The Rock is, of course, now a board member of Tico, which is, you know, the umbrella parent company, you know, whatever whatever you want to call it, of WWE and UFC. So he's very high up, you know, Tico group holding executives. You know, it's coming, it's coming as high as it can go, you know. So seems like, as we, someone said in, as a super chat, as we've already mentioned, you know, Triple H, head of creative, it's way above his head as well, so... Dwayne wants this. Dwayne's getting this, it looks like. <laughs> yeah. That was... I always struggled with the... Uh, I don't know we're going to get kind of more as we go here, but I did. I always struggle with the idea that, that, that the Rock thing was like a second... Like, I guess if something changes, Dwayne, maybe we'll get back to you on that. It just never felt likely, you know, and that was kind of... Yeah, this is just why it's been looming over this the whole time. Um, yeah. Insane, though, as like a... As a precedent, right? Yeah, of like, course. It's just it gets crazier. <laughs> it, gets, it does. It does. <laughs> it gets, so Ibu kind of touched on this during his very passionate rant earlier. He said, uh, 
But in the report from PW Insider, it says, While WWE had been expertly building to a Cody Rose vs. Roman Reigns rematch, some sources believe it was done by Dwayne Johnson, as one source stated, quote, Save WrestleMania after CM Punk and Brock Lesnar, for very different reasons, were taken off the board on the biggest weekend of the year. I don't think Ibu would agree that he's saving WrestleMania. And um, even... Ibu said, like, even CM Punk is like his favorite wrestler, bro. And when he went down with a long term injury and was off WrestleMania, and he was obviously going to be a significant part. Most people would have expected him to main event night night one with Seth Rollins, and uh, you know him being off the card. Of course, it's not a positive in any way, shape, or form, and it is a negative and all those things. But it wasn't the sort of thing that you're thinking, oh no, the show's ruined, you know. Um, same with Brock Lesnar. He hasn't been around anyway. And of course, with with the reasons that he's potentially and supposedly off the show, it's like the, you know, there's a lot of people who definitely wouldn't want to be seeing him anyway. So it's like, you know, that wasn't like, oh my god, the, sh- the weekend and the show is ruined. So <laughs> it's, it's also save WrestleMania. It's sold out. Yeah, it's a show that sells itself. The brand sells itself. You know, the fact they had Cody and Roman was a big enough match to begin with. It just, it's, uh, yeah, it just doesn't, it doesn't add up, doesn't make sense. And in terms of business, it's not like losing CM Punk, they were going to be moving to, you know, Hammerstein Ballroom or whatever. Like, they're going to be okay, I think, without Rock having a match. But here we are. Yeah. Already sold out as well, man. It's like, what? WrestleMania didn't need saving. Save WrestleMania is a quote. It's been one of the quotes that people have, like, focused on over the weekend. His insertion actively just detonated the creative of like 17 other wrestlers. It set off a domino effect and a chain reaction. Because now if Cody Rhodes has to go over a goal for Seth Rollins' championship, now what happens to Drew McIntyre and Sami Zayn? Like, what Are they happens? just going to do a singles, do you think? Like, what the, and, and, and here's the thing about that, Joe. They did the singles on Raw because in their mind, it's like, well, we don't, that's not the main direction. The main direction is possibly a multi-person or something so yeah. we could just throw this one on tv <clears throat> now that now hunter has to because he's been fucking bitched by tko and he has to now make make the sense of this now he has to come up with some shit uh for for drew mcintyre and sammy Zayn, and and also how do you stretch out and, and and build to another singles match maybe with a stipulation for two whole months non-title with sammy and drew what do you fucking do and then elimination chamber what's the plan for elimination chamber that was going to be winner faces Seth at Mania. If Cody's just going to face Seth at Mania, then what do you do with the men's chamber? Can you do it for the IC belt? No, you can't do it for the IC belt. Gunther can't travel. So now what the fuck do you do? Oh, maybe maybe you do winner faces Gunther at Mania, but it's just it, the whole thing's a fucking mess. It's a fucking mess. And so, no, Dwayne, year. you didn't okay. save... Sorry, you didn't save Mania, Dwayne. You actively complicated... All of this. But you know why he probably doesn't care? There's a very strong chance that Dwayne Johnson and Brian Gortz don't watch WWE. Of course, yeah. So That's the thing. It's not any year this late of a move would be would be significant. But this one is, is much more so because it's Cody's entire arc. <laughs> that's, the, that's the thing. Like, because generally they can be pretty loose of guys picking, you know, who, which champ they're going to go for off the rumble. That's not like a new thing. But in this particular case, it is a very important factor because it's Cody's entire character and purpose and being. So it's just, yeah, it's 
it was baffling. Again, we've, as we've said yeah. a million times, it was strange. And, uh, continuing kind of on the save WrestleMania part of this, again, sticking with the PW Insider report, it says, with Johnson's power as a member of the TKO board of directors, his Hollywood standing and the backing of Ari Emanuel, Nick Khan and others, the decision was made to go with The Rock versus Roman Reigns as the headline belt, believing it would be a greater attraction for the mainstream and also help push some positive momentum for the company. Oh yeah, it's been a lot of positive momentum the last few days. I gotta say, just so much positivity. Mate, it's making less and less sense as as I'm reading. You know, that's um, what I'm saying. None of this makes sense. One source confirmed to PWInsider.com that former senior vice president and development at Johnson's Seven Books Productions, Brian Gerberts, will be in the mix as the voice representing Dwayne Johnson in the WWE creative process going forward. There are some who believe Gerberts, who at one point was one of the longest tenured WWE head writers, will be around physically, at least for major shows going forward, could even be there as a, quote, plan B if Endeavor ever needs to pivot WWE's direction and go with a Dwayne Johnson-backed creative team down the line. That's that's a spooky era of worldwide, that is, mate. Let me tell you. That would be something. Lies. Brian Gewertz was in WWE creative from about the, late, the end of 1999 up until 2015. To give guys a feel for Brian Gewertz, uh, and I'm not even like making like he just he was this like nerdy like white dude that kind of was in creative, and he was good at coming up with like humorous and light ways to get underneath talents over. He worked very closely with guys like Scotty Suhadi and uh, and you know Brian Christopher Edge and Christian. Uh, he helped Kurt Angle a lot, a lot uh, with the bits and stuff like that. And so for a while, and he also obviously in conjunction with this, he became really close with Dwayne Johnson. He helped centralize a lot of Rock's jokes and things like that and funnel it towards how to creatively, you know, make fun of rest- other wrestlers. So that was kind of his thing, right? And so for years, it was like Brian Gortz is like the joke guy. You know, he's the comedy guy in, 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 um, in, 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 in WWE, in the creative scene. He was one of the primary people Cornette would frequently refer to when he would talk about WWE having comedy writers. Uh, Brian Gewertz eventually shed this reputation because in 2008, he was the primary hand penning the Jericho Shawn Michaels story. And he considers that the crown jewel of his creative because it was his way of showing, like, I can actually do a serious uh, emotional storyline in wrestling. Uh, but generally speaking, Brian Gortz is basically known as the guy. Like he just—that's his thing. His thing is traditional 2000s WWE style comedy shit. And uh, eventually, he became the head writer of Raw at, at times, and would be a heavy hand in that. And um, yeah, he, he was in the company until about 2015. So that's Brian Gortz's frame of reference, and uh, that's the guy who is now going to be um, backstage at these major events. Yeah, that obviously that line about, you know, could even be there as a quote plan B if Endeavor ever needs to pivot from WWE's direction and they go with a a Johnson backed creative team. Who knows what that even looks like? You know? I've got a pretty good idea what it looks like. I have a pretty good idea what that looks like. <laughs> Ryan's gonna be sitting in that room like, All right. So then this is where Kevin creatively calls Austin Theory gay. And then uh and then Theory has to go like what are you talking about, man? And they go back and forth on that. And then someone has to go, Brian, like, we can't we can't do that one. 
And he's like, oh, shit, what about a poop joke? You know, so we'll see what happens, I guess. Uh, and finally, on this PW Insider report, it says, The reality is this. While the story was primed to climax at WrestleMania 40, there were already some in the company openly talking about the idea of Cody Rhodes winning the World Heavyweight Championship and then challenging the winner of Roman Reigns versus The Rock for <sighs> SummerSlam in the total unification belt down the line. That doesn't... From, from the reaction I've seen to the people that have seen this report... I don't think that's uh, that's that don't satisfy the Cody Rhodes fans. <laughs> but this also happened last year. Remember last year after Mania, it was well, we got SummerSlam. Do you remember? They're gonna do this every year now. I'm telling you, bro. This, and, this and, and Joe, you know, you know, that was the plan. Like, oh, we'll do SummerSlam, and then Roman. Yeah. I, I got a different idea for that. Go on. No, I'm saying that was Roman's thing. He said I had a different idea for that. Oh, okay. Yeah. Um. I get the feeling Roman doesn't particularly like Cody Rhodes, by the way. I just it's just just a sneaking suspicion. Who knows, man? Who knows? Who? Like Joe said, um, <laughs> one, one that, more that, side that note. segment one more was side like note. someone who um you know, it was booked by someone who was actively trying to just rape Cody Rhodes, you know, it was it was brutal. Man. Speaking of ribbing Cody Rhodes, Monty, you know who came up with Stardust? It was Brian Gortz. It was his last major contribution to WWE creative. For real, I had no yep. idea. That's yep. Interesting. Could you imagine Cody's face when he came to TV and he just saw Brian and was like, "Oh shit, it's over." <laughs> Set himself down messy. in the locker room. It's messy, man. It's messy. But um, all right. So we got some reactions from WWE uh, reported by Fortful Select. But before we get into that, we've got a big house here, Joe Hall, but anybody with Wrestle Pure. So please, if you are new, make sure that you are subscribing, you are liking the video and all those things there. We appreciate all you people for tuning in and hope we're not boring you to death or anything like that. And Because uh, we're all as confused as you guys are about this whole situation. <laughs> you know, it's, it's a lot to get your head around, but um, continue. We have a, did you guys see Jenner Mahal's tweet? No. Funnily enough, he'd been no, I didn't. <laughs> it's the slip through that one. I didn't see it. Yeah, right. General Hall tweeted, I exposed you. Now the world knows we want Cody. Watch WWE Raw on USA Network tonight at 8 p.m. Oh, Eastern Standard Time. Anyway. So that's one it's, of the reactions. But... It's fake. Apparently, it's fake. Um, Apparently it's fake. Oh, <laughs> fuck, it's fake. Fuck. Settle down. We're gonna go through this fightful select report. Oh. You're gonna shut up. You shut up. I'm muting you. Alright. Fightful select reporting some uh some reactions within WWE. Uh okay, starting us off. Fightful reached out to over three dozen contacts within WWE across all departments. None that got back to us even played devil's advocate for the decision to run Rock versus Roman Reigns. And the division and the decision was universally panned from those we spoke with. Everyone that we heard back from understood the business implications of running a match, but believed it wasn't a good decision for long term WWE business. Um a source in WWE creative said that many on the team were deflated about the rock taking Cody Rhodes' spot. And it felt like a decision they'd hear about being made under the previous regime at the expense of helping cultivate new crossover talent. 
those spoken to said that The Rock had not only pushed to work the match with Roman Reigns, some thought he was even pushing to win the match. The early word is that The Rock will attempt to work a full-length match. There were some concerns about him working a WrestleMania main event length match after his recent appearances. (laughs) (laughs) That was genuinely one of the things, and that isn't like even if you're one of Cody Rhodes' biggest fans who's been dunking on him, or even if you're one of his biggest, uh, even if you're one of you know one of the people massively defending this uh, Rock versus Roman Reigns direction, when he hit that what was it people's elbow on Jinder, he was looking uh you know a few deep breaths. He didn't do a lot, you know. <laughs> so this is the thing that blows my mind with it all. Joe but if the decision has been made like recently, like some reports have suggested, like, like as he been mentioned earlier, Dave said like this has been the plan since like uh, January third. But like some reports are saying that this, like some people, as as far as the Royal Rumble was going, some people may have heard of it from that Friday. Some people may have heard of it, or some people didn't even know. Some people, everyone thought it was still Cody Rhodes versus Roman Reigns. So if this is a late in the day decision. Does that mean that Dwayne The Rock Johnson, at 51 years of age, is moonwalking his way into the WrestleMania main event to do a full-length main event match on, like, what, two months prep? See, that's where I don't buy this elite decision. I think <laughs> I think he's known full well he's working the match for a while. They just didn't bother telling him head of creative because they don't give a fuck. Now, that's where you get into the thing of, like, non-wrestling people making that decision, right? To them, it's like, who gives a shit? Who gives a damn about Cody's story? We've got The Rock. <laughs> and that's where I think this gets complicated. Um, I do not believe for a second that Dwayne spent a month waiting for the clear, like waiting for the thumbs up. Yes, we're doing that. I do not buy it at all. You look historically how they treat The Rock. When he wants to do something, he does it. And often they've tried actively to get him to do stuff and he's not. So I think this has just been above the, the fellas that are putting together the TV shows that folks watch every week. I think that's just the case here. You know, I just do not buy it. There is no way to me that it was a CM Punk injury that got him to take Dwayne's call on this. Like, no way. He's known he's working the match for a month now, to me anyway. But. Yeah, so like I said, you don't make any sense from just like, just physically. Like, obviously, I know, obviously, you know, like, looking at him, you don't think, oh, the rock's out of shape. It's like the last thing right. you think, you know, but like, you know, wrestling, stamina, and all those things are very different things. The last time he was in a wrestling match, he got substantially injured, you know? He tore so, his back against John Cena. Exactly, substantially injured, you know? And The, the thing is, Monty, the thing is, uh, he, the only thing I would say about that, Joe, is in his interviews, he was doing the whole, like, when they asked him, like, do you want to face Roman? He would be like, oh, I'm absolutely going to face Roman. But like, he's, he'd be like, I want to build a long arc. I'm a long gamer. I'm a long-term planner. I'm a this and I'm a that. That sounds like he had some type of broader thing in mind. Because otherwise, what do you mean you're a long gamer and a long planner? Either that means, A, you're lying. B, you wanted to do a, a, a multi-month post-mania storyline or something. Or C, what you really mean by long gamer is you want to beat Roman Reigns. That's what I think, yeah. And then face him again a year later. Yeah. Mm. I, I think <laughs> genuinely, I'm not saying I'm picking it or predicting it. But I do think you have to like legitimately think there's a chance he's going to win this match. Maybe not a big chance, but look at what he's pulled to get in the match, to get the match, right? It's like, well, I think there's absolutely a chance he's winning that match. You know what's the crazy thing? Which about is insane. 
this is like stuff that wouldn't bother any of us if this was back like maybe 2021, 2022, because that was when like right. WWE was cooked and had nothing going for it, and there was that's no what juice. One of, that's what one of the uh, people that yeah, Sean spoke to in um in his report, where it was like someone in creative or one of the talents said, "Look, this would have been different when if it was back a few years ago when we was running back Roman versus Brock every year." Exactly. This is this right. is different, you know. <laughs> the company had nothing going for it. Nobody was hot. Nobody was over. There was no juice in the product. Roman was like the only thing that felt big time. You could do rock and Roman all as much as you fucking wanted. You know what I mean? So if this happened 2021, 2022. People were like, oh, fuck, let's do it. Yeah, cool. Now that they've actually like done pro- like positive work to like repair the creative a bit and help a lot of the talents and get people over, this is actively so destructive, and and it's a yeah. disservice to the work that they themselves have done because because. The one thing about Triple H's booking style is that it's not one of those things where it's like an explosive week-to-week TV product, but it was very steady and very uh, disciplined and disciplined in a way where things did pay off on a month-by-month basis. And this is like the most undisciplined thing you could ever fucking think of because it's like at the finish line of Cody Rhodes' story, you're, you're pulling the rug underneath from him and just totally bombing the creative of like seven other guys just for Dwayne. That's the story, so, too. That yeah. is the story. It's not so much this particular example – it's more what this represents and how this kind of undoes a lot of the strengths of this regime on TV, to be clear, creatively. That is important. And I think that's why the response has been such a backlash because people feel like they've been, you know, they've been lied to almost by this build. They've, they've invested in a story that's, that's, that's finished, just changed. For two years. And yeah. And you can feel like, I honestly, I thought, again, I think it's a wrong, the wrong decision, but I got to be honest, I'm surprised by just how much the, the backlash has been. I think we all yeah, are we'll right, some level. As well. Yeah, it's been yeah, wild. It's, it's, it's been I think it speaks to that. Yeah. Um, all right, so I think this is the last bit of reporting regarding the reaction and how we mm-hmm. came together. And uh, it's, we've already kind of touched on it a few times. Dave Mounter on Resident Observer Radio uh, last night said, when... when they made the deal on January 3rd to come in, that was, the part, that was part of the deal facing Roman Reigns at WrestleMania. And why Cody Rhodes won the Royal Rumble is a question that I cannot answer because nobody will answer it for me. But the belief was that it was Roman Reigns and Cody Rhodes and nobody knew, but the deal had been made prior to that. It played out the way they wanted it to play out. The plan as of Friday was Seth Rollins and Cody Rhodes and we'll see how it plays out because now they're trying to turn it into a story and see how the story goes. Ibu, why yeah. are you? What is this that you keep doing? It's like, like a you gong. Keep, you keep knocking something like by your mic, and it's like vibrating, and it just sounds like I don't know what you're doing. Sorry, I've poured some drinks for myself, you know, to uh, you know, get you're doing it now. Water. Stop tapping. Oh, you can hear that? I'm sorry. I'm, I'm sorry. I think it's like his table, right? I think. Yeah, I no, know. I don't know what he's doing. Anyway, anyway um, um, so in response to that. That was a shift over the weekend, right? It was when there was like a couple of talents tweeted it, and it was yeah, kinda... yeah. There's been a few now. Then. Yeah, there was a couple of interesting stories that emerged from outlets that wouldn't necessarily cover or care unless they were kind of encouraged to, you know. Like, and then and then you're left to ask, and I think none of us have an answer to this, so I'm asking it pretty just, you know, open here. It's like, so what does that mean? Though, what is what's the direction in that case? So what does that no, actually what, result no, to a mania? Is... Trying to turn it into a story and see how the story goes. If you're like, turning it into a story, shouldn't you know where it goes? It's like, February. Yeah. <laughs> it's it's very to, confusing. Yeah, we have to figure out what's happening with the Elimination Chamber. What's going on? This, yeah, the, this is crazy. Oh, the, 
that's the thing. A lot of a lot of the people who are convinced this is like some big work that WWE is pulling strings for people. A lot of them are like people who don't follow the product that closely. And I just, I, I like for me, it's a, a work to what end and for what means. Cody Rhodes doesn't need to be turned into Daniel Bryan. He's already the most over wrestler in the company. He's over as fuck. In his segment on Monday last week, after he came, when he was showing up after the, uh, winning the Rumble before Seth interrupted him, they were going crazy for the fucking guy. He um. He's over it. You don't need to drum up this like forced sympathy for somebody who already was beloved. There's no need for this. It, and then again, it's like, oh well, we'll just kind of lean into it and see what happens. What, what are you fucking talking about? To what end? Firstly, the fact that there's any belief still in the company that they are like the orchestrators of the great Daniel Bryan story is a problem in itself. We'll leave that for another day. But Cody's dynamic is entirely different to Bryan's anyway. That's not the. That's not the. That isn't the appeal of a Cody Rhodes at all. You know, it's just, yeah, I struggle to buy that part of it, I must say. It's just weird. And look, I mean, because people are pointing, Dave was pointing to all the roster members are doing this, and he's like, why would Ricochet go rogue? Bro, I think the dude was just posting, man. He was just posting, and people were like, yo, man, da da da. And he's like, all right, bro, fuck, man. We want Cody. I get it. We want Cody. We want Cody. I get it. Yeah, same. So it felt like, and, and, and Logan Paul, like, he just says what he feels like saying. You know, he just he just says things. They can't do anything to him. Plus, he he just shoot doesn't have a great relationship with Dwayne Johnson. So if it was one of those things where like a bunch of um, if there was a bunch of people on the roster who was like, yeah, man, tune in to Raw tonight. Hashtag we want Cody. Because here's the thing about WWE. When they do social media works, it's like blatantly unsubtle. It's blatantly unsubtle. You know, um, the only unsubtle thing I've seen so far has been Logan Paul going, I'm watching Raw tonight with an eye emoji. He tweeted that. Uh, so that's who knows what that means, you know. But um beyond that, I, I don't fucking know, man. I, I, I struggle to I struggle to believe that this is just some elaborate work that they've decided to do. Uh, Dave went on to say, uh, WWE were expecting Cody Rhodes to turn into Daniel Bryan. They were expecting to make Cody Rhodes into a martyr and make him into a bigger babyface out of that. Were, were they expecting people to boo Dwayne? I don't know. Because I've asked that one and haven't got a straight answer. And again, we'll see how they react. I'm sure fans will cheer Cody like crazy. Will they boo Dwayne when he's at TV? I mean, they very well may. They certainly did not in Birmingham. Uh, he said, we'll see how they try to get out of it. But they are turning it into an angle. They are encouraging this. The reaction for Cody about Cody getting screwed and people getting behind Cody, that was part of the story. That was absolutely expected as far as people booing Dwayne. I don't know that was expected. Cody getting screwed by giving up his title shot willingly. <laughs> Just, yeah, because in kayfabe... He's not getting screwed. Like, he's giving exactly. it away. In yeah. The Daniel Bryan story, in storyline, he was also, like, getting screwed. That was the point. You know, here's that was the actually only, the character, too. Here's yeah. the only pivot that makes sense and would be good. And I came up with it last Friday night in my <laughs> in my dark, quiet I song. get to it. Cody comes out on Raw. Mm-hmm. CM Punk comes out in this sling. He's basically like, what the fuck is wrong with you? Me and you, one of us is going to win that Rumble. Final two. And you win this thing. You beat me. And you give your shot away? Are you forgetting it was me, the guy you beat, who got who got my shot and my spot taken from Rock 10 years ago? You're going to let him do that to you when you fucking earned it? Be a goddamn man and finish your story. Stop being unselfish. In this business, you have to take what's yours, and you got to do it for yourself. 
Do it for your father. Do it for the boys and do it for the fans. And he slaps Cody Rhodes and Cody Rhodes kind of is like, you know, he works himself up about it. And he's like, you need to go to that fucking press conference and tell Dwayne I want my match. And you know what you do at the press conference? Cody Rhodes goes up there. He works up the confidence. And he's like, Dwayne, I want my blah, 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 blah. He fires up. He says all that shit. And Rock goes, Cody, it's funny you said all that. Because listen, kid, uh, you know, I did sign this contract. But what no one has ever asked me or realized is that I didn't sign it for a match with Roman Reigns. I signed it to be an enforcer. Finish your story. I'm here as a TKO board member to make good, good luck. Yeah, <laughs> that's not happening. That's not. This isn't happening. But he does a thing where he's like, as a TKO board member, I'm ensuring the future of this company and this and that. And you think I, I'd be stupid not to see that you are the guy. This is your franchise. You are the quarterback. You are the faith. Do what you got to do with Roman Reigns. And then he turns to him and he's like, and I got my own business to handle with you later or some shit, some shit like that. Cody's fucking bawling his eyes out. It's a big moment. The crowd is clapping. He hugs Cody Rhodes and then whatever the fuck you do. That's the only pivot that would be like kind of good, you know, but um, <laughs> take a deep breath, brother. Take no, a breath. It's not happening. <laughs> Oh man. Um, <laughs> well, Tons, I'm not sure what I think about that pitch though. Very, very unlikely, but where? Yeah, man. Meltzer mentioned Rock getting booed. Um, he didn't, obviously he didn't get booed in Birmingham when he made his big return. Well, his big return was day one, but you know, whatever. Um, but yeah, at the WWE House show over the weekend in Knoxville, he played a clip of the Rock making his return on Friday, and the crowd they booed it, bro. They booed it, and there's always that question of like, how how much will the Twitter reaction translate over to the live crowds and the live events and stuff like that? And um, it you know, in in that first 24 hours, there was already at least some. You know, tonight on Raw, which is starting in just of just under 45 minutes, I think it's going to be a very interesting episode. It depends on how much, um, you know, it depends how much they kind of put people out there that are relevant to what's going on which obviously I don't think is going to happen too much tonight. Obviously, Cody's going to get cheered like crazy, you know. Um, if he if he does so happen to pick Seth Rollins tonight, I think that will probably get booed, unfortunately. <laughs> but fortunately, depending on how you look at it. But yeah, man, then there was a report by Thoughtful Select last night that came out after after the NXT show that when, when, the, when the Rock Roman you know, stuff was getting put up on screen, like the advertisements for the press event and just the replays and stuff like that. The crowds were booing it and the people in production were doing what they could to try and cover up those boos. So it's already video, started, man. The video, the original video of The Rock coming out, Cody seeing him off and then him facing with Roman is the most disliked video in the history of WWE's YouTube channel. Yep. That and, is crazy. And then WWE the next day, they posted dislikes. WWE the next day they posted an edited version of this video, Joe, that does not have the moment where Cody is basically like shattering the pieces while hugging Dwayne. And this one also has a lot of dislikes. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, man. But yeah, but as we've kind of we've already kind of mentioned and kind of getting into now, Cody Rhodes. This this reaction that he's been getting, like I knew that people would be pissed off. A lot of people, at least in the online community, in the circles we're in, I knew a lot of people would be like, this doesn't make any sense, especially with like, the way they've done it. I wasn't expecting it to be like this. Like, this is this is like 
the craziest I've ever seen a fan base get over a booking decision. You know, it's insane. This I thought last WrestleMania was like crazy. You know, this is comfortably worse, worse, better, more significant, um, making a lot more noise as evident. Really, it was the number one trend in the United States at some at some points over the weekend. Hashtag We Want Cody. I gotta uh, say. Hundreds yeah. of thousands of tweets. It's it's insane. People compared this to like, oh, this is like when Brock, uh, this is like when Goldberg beat Bray Wyatt. It's like when this guy took this person's spot. I gotta say, I gotta say for all those people making these comparisons, uh, this is monumentally worse. To be honest with you, uh, I gotta be honest. Like the Fiend losing to Goldberg was, I mean, like, you know, that's tough. You know, that's you know, that's unfortunate. That's a little. Yeah, you know, well, it was really bad. But you can bad. still make you can. I still agree with your main point. That was, that you that get was into. Bad. They were never going to get so behind Bray Wyatt where he was going to get the ball. and Nor was he equipped as a talent to be that ace. He was always one of those guys where he's very creative. He's always going to spitball a lot of ideas. Some of them work, some of them don't. And he always ends up back on his feet because of his creativity. So when Goldberg beat him, to be honest with you, I, I, I didn't bat a single line. Uh, Brock Lesnar beating Kofi Kingston, very unfortunate. But again, to me, when these things happen to talents, I was always in a mode where it's like WWE's just never actually gonna get behind any of these fucking people. So it was inevitable that they'd all get fucked over with something stupid. And because nothing matters and the results aren't consequential, it, it's like you could like forget it in a week because again, nothing matters. Uh, but in this era now where things are supposed to matter and Cody Rhodes is primed and ready to be the guy, Rock doing this to him and taking his spot at the at the finish line is really, really bad. Yeah. It's uh yeah, this the reaction's been, you know, it's worldwide, bro. It's 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 insane, man. It's it's a little much. Like I, said, I, honest, I was, I was yeah, look, crazy, bro. People, definitely a little much, you know, especially when people on the WWE roster, Ava Rain, of course, being a significant yeah, one since she's literally Dwayne Johnson's daughter, saying that you know she's getting abuse online because of this booking decision that she has nothing to do with. You know, it, it's crazy. So obviously, that's the toxic side of it. And, you know, that's just kind of an unfortunate part of the internet and you wish people would conduct themselves a little bit better. But I guess in like an overall sense, it's just it's just people are getting really crazy about this, man. It's um people are really unhappy. And like I said, I was expecting some backlash and pushback and people to be pissed off. I was expecting a lot of people to be pissed off. I was expecting a consensus to be this isn't what we want, but not like this. Like this is crazy. Like I, said, I, don't think I think it's the execution. Like I really do. I think the execution is a big part of it. It's, and that's what mm-hmm. we've kind of circled here, right? It's like, it's not just where they're going. It's the fact that Cody won the Rumble and then did that. It's, um, yeah, I, I think that's a big part of why there's such a backlash, to be honest, the way it was executed. Obviously, not to say that people like the direction either, but, but yeah, it has been wild, genuinely. But, um, you know, Dwayne, Dwayne's post since... Since this is all unfolded, it seems like he's not moved, you know. So, Dwayne Johnson posted on um, whenever it was, and the the replies to it like Triple H, the replies to some WWE talents, the replies on you know, the replies and comments on all of the Rock's social media as well. It's just been blown up with hashtag we want Cody, hashtag ratio, and we don't want you at Mania, uh, you know, Cody Roman, and all this sort of stuff. So, but yeah, The Rock tweeted with a video of him coming out on Friday saying, there's a word for this, explosive, insane reaction, undeniable, 
no matter the era, the decade, or the city, the energy and the connection between the people's champ and the people can never be broken. And he's truly an electrifying experience that creates chills every single time. Thank you, Birmingham, Alabama. We made magical history in the magic city. Thank you, WWE. And thank you, Cody, for the love and the house. In, in brackets, dream and soul, man. Roman, there's only one head of the table. I'll see you in Vegas, Uso. He's totally in line with what he did when Black Adam was like, you know, when he was getting the shit kicked at him for that. He just like doubled down and was oblivious. We'd take like yes. veiled responses to it. Like I think on the Instagram post, he had like PS tough skin, <laughs> which is just total Dwayne talk. So uh, tough skin. Love the passion. All right, bro. That's it. Love the passion. That's ex- that was a go-to of the Black Adam thing too. So yeah. He's going to walk out on a SmackDown, get booed, and he's going to just like point to his, his goosebumps and be like, I love it. <laughs> You're like, oh man, the rock feels that. The rock feels that energy. It's like, all right, bro. When we aggregated that uh, that scoop from Fightful Select about you know NXT production doing what they could to try and like tone down the booze that Rock segment was getting when it was played to the crowd, uh, people were saying, oh, well, the Rock should just turn heel, Hollywood Rock, you know. <laughs> It's like, that doesn't fix this. <laughs> like, that's... It would rule, though. <laughs> it would be extremely funny. Yeah? <laughs> I was talking to Ao about this. Could you imagine if he just just salvage his program, not even for the betterment of the company, because this would be bad for WWE broadly. Man, if he was like, "Oh man, they're booing." I guess Roman gets you're the babyface and I'm the heel, and it's like, no, what the fuck? You know, like, Roman's been the heel champ for so that somebody the babies can beat him. You know, but I don't know. I don't fucking know. yeah. Um... It's a mess, man. It's a mess. Uh, we've obviously we've been speaking about it literally the entire podcast at this point. I'm over an hour in now, so I think you know Ibu's had his rants. He's especially the first one that he went on. I'm probably going to clip that up and put it on the channel as its own thing. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I think I think we've got the main chunk of what we want to get off our chest regarding Dwayne Roman Cody, and we'll see how it plays out tonight, Thursday, and this Friday as well. Because I think all all, all the above will be pretty interesting to uh, keep track of with all this playing out. So, alright, we're gonna do some super chats and we're gonna go over some. Uh, we can go over some news. And um, with the last, you know, we've got just over thirty-five minutes left, so we'll try and get as much as the weekend recapping as we can. Obviously, SmackDown we've pretty much already done though, because um, that was, you know, that's basically anyone what anyone's talking about. Even though there was some other significant happenings like Tiffany Stratton, you know, she made a, she made a SmackDown Stratton. debut. Shout out Tiff. But, um, all right, super chats. Appreciate you keeping coming, guys. Don't forget like and subscribe if you're a new viewer because we got a lot. We got a big house here today, man. Uh, Wilches on five dollars. Appreciate you. The Rock booking Nia Jacks beating Rhea Ripley at Elimination Chamber is going to be nasty. <laughs> it won't happen, but that match will probably be very fun. Yeah, man, I think it will. Uh, Black Yakuza ninety four two dollars. Appreciate you. Hey, you boo. Hope you're good, man. Much love. I'm not, but thank you. Just process 34, appreciate you as always, 999. That that lispy fraud infiltrated bloodline business and tried stealing shine from a story that predates him. Thankfully, The Rock said not during Black History Month cracker and is finishing the real story years <laughs> in the making. Wow. I don't think he quite said it like that, you know. <laughs> if he did say that, that'd be very funny. I don't know, man. Yeah. Dwayne doesn't like dissing. I think that would be very funny. Yeah. Be very funny. Dwayne wouldn't do that, and he, he doesn't like dissing white people. Hey, he's, it's not really his style, you know? 
<laughs> it's not really the style, is it? Uh, Anas, the Sultan, $2, appreciate it. Rock Ruin Mania, like how he was going to ruin DC. Honcho, $4.99. Big gold Samoa Joe. Oberfemi with gold. Tiffany Stratton promoted. 6.5 collisions alive and well. Ain't no WrestlePurist jinx. Don't let one sad man affect your, you enjoying your own agendas. Look, I was just trying to be a team player. I mean, I think it was important you, you to do, social you support do that to our lot, brother. You know? you know? yeah. I'll tell you what, though. That last night's collision was not a, that was not a, a hangout Joe Holbert house show. No. That was a... That was a clash of the champions, bro. That was a clash of the champions, brother. <laughs> and not even a run of the mill one. That's 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 clash of the champions one, brother. You know, so Jan Fyodor, five dollar Canadian, appreciate you. Bruno's reign lasted two thousand eight hundred and three days. Romans is at one thousand two hundred and fifty-four. That's one thousand five hundred and forty-nine days or four and a half years. He'd break it on May seventh, twenty twenty-eight. The mania after this date is WrestleMania forty-five. Let's fucking go. Go fuck yourself. <laughs> David Weymouth, two dollars. If Brian Gilberts takes over, it's Jova. Correct. John, two pounds. Rock, Reigns, Rhodes, free wave for head at the table. Fuck you. Chris, John, Mike, two dollars. Flinch, not. Rock to snap his hammy in the PC. Well, we wouldn't risk that on anyone, you know. Hopefully, it would be a thing where he just comes to his senses, you know. But we don't, we don't wish harm on anyone here. Uh... Bam, $2, appreciate it. Shinsuke versus Stardust, pre-show at WrestleMania. That's very spoilful. They're having a, a bull rope match tonight. Plafora, 1C, 499, appreciate it. Do you think WrestleMania's press conference, Rock versus Roman, should have big table while Cody Seth have small kids table? Very yes. spoilful today. <laughs> Trust the process, 44, 499, appreciate it. Ibu's, Ibu's upset during Black History Month. About a black brother getting the night two main event slot over a white man is sad. Back up tap dance, back up milkman, back up her man. <laughs> 2.5 of these things are untrue. Wait, I'm not even working it out with you, you know? <laughs> so, Jizzle, five dollars, appreciate it as always. The greatest strength of Triple H's booking was that the fans believed they would be rewarded for investing in weekly stories. This totally upends that. Absolutely agreed. Uh, Huncho, 199, appreciate Percentage you each put at them pivot into a triple threat. They could, and I would hate that. Yeah, mm-hmm. we, um, I guess me and Joe, we kind of talk, we said we were going to save this for the show, and we'll kind of touch on it quickly because, you know, we've got a lot yeah. of stuff, you know. But it's funny how, like, last week and kind of our mindset towards it was because people have been talking about triple threat for a minute now. And we kind of, we literally dismissively laughed it off and everything like last week or whenever it was. I think it was this episode last week. Or just the, just the idea and the because with the way we was looking at it, so the idea of the visual of like Roman and the Rock having this huge stare down and Cody just this third wheel in the background with his fists up, like it would look ridiculous. But I don't think any of us were expecting this type of reaction that Cody Rhodes is getting, and I think. Based off that, I think he would be a lot more than a third wheel in that yeah. um, in that scenario. It's actually probably the best scenario now, which is very funny considering where we were a couple of weeks ago. But at this point, it's like, I'm not saying it's good, but fuck, man, it's probably better than just going forward with this Rock Roman thing, right? I guess. I would, you, would, you, would you be able to sleep with Cody wins a three-way 
And that gives you the option to then do the Cody Roman singles rematch at like a at a SummerSlam or a Survivor Series or what have you. Again, I don't love it, but like, right, it's better than him wrestling Seth Rollins to me, anyway. Yeah, because because again, like my thing with we've seen Seth and Cody, and also what does Drew do? So it's like keep keep Cody in that in that other thing. It's very it's very different. It's a very different pitch now than what it was. Last Monday, I think a lot of it, as Joe has mentioned a few times tonight, like because of the execution and the way they did this with Cody, is like just peak fed insanity. Um, it's very, it's just a very different look now because, like I said, I think very now I don't think he'd be that just third wheel guy who's just in the background of it. Like he is very much front and center at the moment. So, um, I don't envy whoever whoever's booking this. <laughs> You know, unless it's Dwayne just booking himself and he's just kind of, you know, <laughs> putting himself over, brother. But, you know, it's, it's that guy walks in and he's like, So we're going to do this, this, and this. You guys are doing great, by the way. All right, let me just look us the fuck out. <laughs> like, what the fuck? <laughs> Becky Lynch, like the hair. Later. You know, Mahalo, Mana, Termana. <laughs> Get some fuck out of there. You know, it's like, okay. <laughs> Corey David, two dollars. Appreciate it. There's no story. Seth lost three times. Seth is winning. Ao, Ao. I think it was Ao. I think he he was like, "Yo, Cody's not beating Seth," and I was like, "Oh my god." <laughs> oh, I don't know, man. I, don't, I just I, I just don't know. I just do not know. Um, Hush one ninety nine. Appreciate it. WWE ran by Seven Books Productions. Very very funny. Rock thinking, Rock making himself the main character of WWE again at the age of fifty-one is unhinged. Kind of based, I'm being honest. Sadly, a little bit. If if I didn't give a fuck about Cody, this would all just be kind of funny, you know. We all just kind of um two dollars appreciate it. They boo Rock in red states. <laughs> Fucking hell. Triple H for ninety-nine appreciate it. Cody versus Nakamura. Cody versus Nakamura free at WrestleMania. Thinking dog collar. No. Nakamura is the worst wrestler in WWE. No, he's not. Mike G, $5. Big Dwayne. Big Big Dwayne should pop up via satellite with a cigar and glass of the finest Terramana in his hand and knows how Cody waffling his frustrations. Should he? I, I, I feel like someone's going to, a media member's going to ask him about this Cody thing at the compressor. He's going to have the yeah, most same. fucking answer. Sean's going. Sean Rossap's traveling to Vegas today. Yeah, I'm a big fan of Cody Rhodes. Big fan of his story. Love Dusty. Soul Man Rocky Johnson. Worked Dusty back in the day, back in Florida. Yeah, man. Love Cody. Listen, love the passion. That's what we do. WWE for superstars. Mana. It's like, all right, bro. Hard £4.99. Genuinely can't remember last time going into a Recipe's Worldwide major two or three stories. I ain't something about AEW, especially negative LMFO. 27, nice month. He is. Hush 4.99, appreciate you. If The Rock really goes through with this match and goes over, would that be enough to be ranked worse than anything Hogan? Yes. I... Mm, that, yeah, yeah, you know what? Free title reign is... Yeah, that's... That would be pretty impressive if you won. <laughs> impressive. <laughs> <laughs> Roman's had the move since August 2020. That's yeah. insane. Think about who know. was in what company at that time compared to now. Yeah. Farhad, uh, 219.99. Sar, not 100% entirely sure what that is. Apologies, but 
much appreciate it, whatever it is. Who do you think NXT were teasing in that vignette? Akatsuhiko Nakajima guest spot against Ilya Dragunov. Hmm. I'm all in. I'm all in. But yeah, I, I genuinely have no idea. I have no. I've got. I had like no guesses. I said like every every guess that I was seeing on the timeline when we posted the video on the main page. Like I was like, huh? <laughs> like, none of them were kind of making sense to me. Like the Nakajima one, I don't. I don't. Need, I'm not even sure if the Nakajima one makes sense. But if that's the way they want to do it, then that's the way they want to do it. But in terms of a match as a pitch, I'm all in. You know. But we'll see if it plays out. Um. Will Chisholm, $4, appreciate you. So, Ross's new company going to be the new NXT Japan, lol? I don't think so. Uh, I don't think so. I don't think so. Hush, $4.99, appreciate you. Miz still getting matches in 2024. Maybe Triple H does all of this. <laughs> Sorry, Cody Rhodes, it's a collateral. Literally all these new pieces still using Miz. Yeah, I think, I think Paul has to, I mean, not Paul, Miz has to have, like, some type of, like, criminal evidence uh, on somebody, you know. Like, he has to, you know. What is the purpose of Mike Mizanin matches in 2024? Who does that serve? I don't know, brother. Hush 189, appreciate you. Wrestlers doing this uh, hashtag. The wrestlers doing the hashtag. This is definitely a work. Who's done well, it besides Logan, Logan and uh, Ricochet? Can somebody point that out? The fake gender Mahal too that you just read out live right. on the air. Yep. That was a Manny <laughs> moment. I, I apologize for that. GN two pounds. Appreciate you. The Rock loves Dolph Ziggler, so he's bringing him back. Yeah, that actually, he's like, like man, I'm telling you, like Brian Gorge is gonna look around, and be like, where's Dolph? Like he's gonna, he's gonna look at the lineup. He's like, oh, we need a, we need a guy to, to 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 do the job here in a good match. Let's, let's look at Ziggler, and it's like Ziggler's not in your company anymore. So, and uh. Right, that's super chat for now. Keep them coming, people, and don't forget to like and subscribe. Uh, Corey David, two dollars. Obafemi is the future. Trick is 94.95 diesel star. Big fan of both of these young black kings. So, wishing them all the best, brother. Um, all right, let's get into some. We've got some news to get into. Uh, varies very much, varies uh, over the weekend. So, I'm gonna go to Friday. Because Janelle Grant's attorney and Callis, she did a she did an interview with News Nation, and you know she, she's obviously the attorney representing Janelle Grant against a against WWE Vince McMahon in the sexual assault and sexual trafficking lawsuit. And uh, yeah, there's obviously some pretty significant notes from what she was saying to News Nation. So even on News Nation's Royal, there is a there is a YouTube video that you can click on. It is attached to the tweet that we posted on the uh, on the main page over the weekend. But so you can actually watch the full video. But I'm just referring to the News Nation Royal of their interview. And he's even titled Vince McMahon's resignation from TKO's not enough, says attorney. Um so yeah. That's obviously kind of like the headline that everyone's been running with and kind of like, oh, I agree with it or I don't agree with it or whatever it is. But uh, in terms of what she was also saying in there, um, she said that it's been a long process and Janelle Grant wants to speak out for any other victims and eradicate this culture of corruption that has permeated every cell of WWE. Um, also saying that they have the truth and they've got the facts uh, that Janelle Grant was on an island Unto herself, she felt extremely isolated. She felt victimized, and she felt like she was a prisoner. Um, 
Grant just wants justice because she wants to change the culture that is going on in WWE. She wants to help other victims. She thinks by speaking out and coming forward first that others will feel emboldened and encouraged to come forth. And Callis said. So um they're 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 not moved. You know, they're they're completely unshaken, they're plowing ahead. And Callis, of course, um just one of the attorneys representing Janelle Grant, of course, is the one that's doing the media rounds and he's probably the one that we'll be referring to quite a lot whilst trying to cover this. Um, but yeah, yeah, Josh, she's making her stance fairly strong. This resignation is nowhere near enough for her, Janelle Grant, and of course the other people that they're trying to represent uh, potential victims that they believe might be out there. Yeah, and I think it kind of reiterates one of the <clears throat> core points we brought up a lot when discussing this, right? That it's about much more than than Vince. It's about the culture in the company. I think still, even though that particular comment pretty much spelled it out, there is still a lot of kind of, to me anyway, I see a lot of confusion about that. There's a lot of people that are like, just, as I was in the, in the rearview mirror, and it's absolutely not at all. Um, and it is much, yeah, much not. more important than everything we've discussed for the last hour and 20 minutes, obviously. So, yeah, 100%. Yeah, it's, um, it's a cultural thing. And it goes, even if you look at how, like wrestling legends and so on and so forth for talking about the story, you get a really good idea of just how deep that cultural issue is in wrestling. You know, like it is a real, real problem. And um, hopefully if nothing else, um, her bravery in coming forward will kind of help change that. Got a very, very long way to go though. It's just starting. Yeah. Here, so we'll see. Yeah. Like, like I was saying earlier, it's, like, it's only been like a week or so. Uh, about a week and a half now since the lawsuit came out and it's already took so many different directions and stuff. Uh, so many different pieces of news have came out, quotes and all kinds of things have came out from attorneys and stuff like that. Um, but to talk on kind of more people coming out, Callis did say in this News Nation interview that her, but the quote is, my office and inbox has, have, my inbox and my office have had a barrage of people wanting to come forward to attest about this culture of corruption and also possible victims. We are just beginning now to wade through all of this, but we're frankly overwhelmed. So, yeah, it's, um, it's, wouldn't be surprising if a lot more stuff is uh, still to come out. And we, like I said, we're going to try to try and keep on top of this as well as we can, because, you know, this is, this is the biggest story that we've ever had to cover, you know, mm. easily. Not it's one of the easily. biggest, yeah, it's one of the biggest stories. You know? Again, I, I hate using that word almost, right? We talked about this on Friday, but uh, <clears throat> it's a huge wrestling story. Um, one of the biggest ever. Yeah. And it's one that needs to bring change, needs to. It's way overdue, firstly. Way, I mean, it's like insane how far behind wrestling is in every which way in that regard. The thing, but, and the thing about it, Joe, is like, even before like this case and other big scandals of the last couple of years, just it, as if you followed like the medium for long enough, you can, it, it's very like apparent that like culturally wrestling was fucked in that way. It was yes. very behind the times in multiple levels. And like, was just an environment that clearly like, um, was not the safest and wasn't conducive to just like, proper conduct in a workplace just on a base level and that's even fully and that and that's not even like if, even if you're not someone who like watches a million shoot interviews to find those things out and stuff like that but then if you do watch the shoot interviews and you read some of the stuff and you read people's books and you hear the stories you're like man what wrestling is like a different fucking world you know what i mean like, yeah. and then now with the scandals and then everything blown open i'll tell you what listen this isn't going away anytime soon and uh, nor should it because look, I'd rather everything get blown up, blown up right now, 
and we try to make uh, tangible sweeping efforts yeah. to clean this up than to just let things linger. And it's always going to be one of those things where here and there stuff pops up about this person and that person. And actually that person who works in this office is actually a piece of shit. Well, this person knew about this. No, let's just let's just really get through it right now. And so uh, Ann Callis seems to be on top of it. I watched all her TV appearances and she seems very vigilant about this situation. And so uh, kudos to her. Kudos to the bravery of Janelle Grant. My solidarity uh, is with her and as well as any other victim that's been affected by this situation and any kind of uh, abuse in professional wrestling. So like Monty said, we're going to continue to cover and be on top of it. And uh, and hopefully, um, hopefully coming out of this, we just come out, come up with a better wrestling business. Yeah, definitely one that we'll be watching uh, very, very closely as it continues to unfold because it's going to be, I think it's going to be a very, very long ride. Um, okay, so I guess another big story over the weekend was the breaking news story that Bushy Road have cancelled the contract of stardom producer, booker, founder, Rossi Ogawa. Um, this news came out on, yeah, last night. This is literally just kind of happened in the past 24 hours. Well, the announcement was it was announced by Stardom themselves. Um, and, uh, of course, we don't speak Japanese, so we don't have a lot of complete clarity with the translations and stuff. But it seems that uh, one of the reasons that they have cancelled the contract of Rossi, that he was trying to poach talent away when they knew he was on his way out anyway. So, um, yeah, very... A lot of like politics and stuff like that going on with this story, especially. Uh, Rossi did a tweet saying that suddenly, after yesterday's show, I was notified that my contract would be terminated. The truth of the matter may be told someday. I'm worried about the rest of us right now. Thank you for supporting Stardom for the past 13 years. From now on, it will be Stardom created by Bushi Road. Um, but yeah, Rossi, as you know, as I just mentioned, one of the founders of Stardom 13 years ago. We're coming up on the 13th anniversary of Stardom. Um, and yeah, they got him out of there. But it does seem that this was uh, in the makings for a minute. But it, Yeah. So, um, yeah, a lot of people kind of shocked and surprised and stuff, even though it was kind of one of those things that people saw kind of like coming one day, but just not quite in the manner that it happened. Even, we'll get into the reports around it as well, but even like, Rossi seemed... Uh, Surprise, even it says in the tweet, like suddenly after yesterday's show, I was notified right. that my contract would be terminated, you know. So, um, people knew he was on his way out, but some people weren't aware of how soon that may have been, it seems. Um, Sean Ross out tweeted that there's been rumors that Rossi O'Gower is WWE bound. Uh, Tony Khan went on a full on tweet frenzy <laughs> and uh, he tweeted a gift saying, uh, bye Rossi. Uh, he tweeted a, a gift saying it's cl- it's a clear case of industrial espionage, espionage, uh, and he tweeted a soprano gift as well. The feds have uh, had an undercover agent in Doctor Strike's office, so it seems like he's implying that Rossi O'Gallon may have been a double agent or some or something like that. Tony Khan is Tony Khan thinks that he's Todd Gordon ECW, which Todd Gordon was basically. A sleeper cell agent funneling talent over to WCW, uh, but it, but with more reporting coming out, it's more closely similar to Antonio Pena in 1992 with um, with AAA because he was basically setting up a lot of the younger guys in CM in EMLO uh, to go create AAA, and uh, it looks like that's what Rossi's setting up more so. But 
the more salacious, spicy, easier to understand story for American fans to kind of go crazy about on the internet is, oh, he's a fucking sleeper cell for WWE and he's doing this and that. And um, I think the truth, based on what I've been reading, is kind of in the middle, to be honest, Monty, because right. what Dave alleged was that that um, WWE contacted Stardom because they wanted to do some type of working relationship last year. And it was in those conversations that they basically became aware that Rossi's likely going to set up something that like th this situation that we're having now. And um, out of those conversations is, is them acquiring Kyrie Sane. Uh, so obviously like there's a relationship, there's communication, there's dialogue. Uh, but the idea directly that Rossi was just kind of this like WWE agent um, that was essentially, I don't know, like selling these people off or something. I don't know. I don't know if it's quite, quite to that degree. And again, if he's trying to set up his own company in Japan, I, I don't know if it's, again, I don't know if it's quite to that degree. Again, it seems more like an Antonio Pena situation rather than a Todd Gordon one, but um, very interesting story. I'll tell you this, man. I, I just hope that my only real reaction to it in terms of what I would like to see is I just hope that um, it's not something that hurts the Joshi wrestling scene, you know, I just hope whatever comes out of this, we have financially viable promotions and the companies aren't hurt too bad from a quality standpoint. Because, you know, my relationship with Stardom is very much just a cursory, a cursory awareness of the product and watching the big matches. So I'm not as locked in as some of the bigger Josie fans. But, you know, for them, it's like Stardom, Stardom is a lot of people's favorite promotions. Yeah. You know? And for those people, um, you'd hate to see this thing kind of fall to the Fall to, fall to the shits, to be honest with you. I know a lot of people who passionately believe in Ogawa's creative vision for wrestling. And so for those people, um, if this kind of fractures that and you don't really get the best of that in his company and also stardom is mitigated for it, that's kind of unfortunate. So we'll see what happens with that. Yeah, man. Um, I, guess, I guess in an attempt to kind of clear up what's going on, Dave did a, uh, Dave Mounts obviously did a, uh, did look at a late night report last night after all the news was unfolding and Tony was doing all these tweets and Sean put out that tweet said basically saying that there was talk of him being WWE bound, which was basically backed up by Tony Khan's like rant, I guess, you know. Hmm. But anyway, uh Dave That's what AEW was, thinks. That's what AEW they they firmly believe this. Start Dave's report was starting founder and booker Rossi O'Gal was fired today by Bushy Road after being after so I need to maximize this. After being accused of attempting to poach talent to lead the promotion, the story dates back about nine months when Bushiroad executive started overruling Ogawa to dismay to the dismay of both himself and the talent and some of the more outlandish booking decisions. Ogawa cons constantly being overruled on booking and business decisions by Bushiroad fight president Harada led to his decision to leave the company. Harada was later replaced by Taro Okada in that position in November. However, this continued under Okada and Ogawa had already made plans to leave he had been under the impression that he would have autonomy on booking and business when he sold stardom to bushy road in 2019 that included a five-year non-compete it was known that the God. affiliation between the two it was known that the affiliation between the two sides was going to end on the 18th of february as ogawa had given notice some time back at first, today's show was to be his final show, but then the sides agreed to sever ties on the 18th. However, Bushiroad decided to get ahead of the story two weeks early and made the announcement publicly that he was fired after the talent was told in a meeting following today's show in Osaka. A lot of the talent is Lord Ogawa, who founded the company and gave most of the women their career breaks. 
expect several departures from the group in March when most of the contracts expire. The only wrestler under a longer-term commitment to stardom is IWGP champion Mayu Iwatani because of the movie on her life coming out. Bushi Road had known about talent leaving and some were given legal threats in recent weeks. Those who are leaving wouldn't be doing so until their contracts expire. This is part of the story of why Julia will not be wrestling in Chicago and had said she was taking time off in March when her contract expires. Ogawa is not going to WWE. Okada and Bushi Road fight merchandise manager Oyama will be taken over as the bookers for stardom, effective immediately. The two don't have any background as bookers, although Okada was part of a pro wrestling club while in college, in college at stage matches. That doesn't sound promising at all. And, um, <laughs> it doesn't. doesn't sound promising at all. It's very scary. And again, the fact that we're already hearing the, the, the rumblings that like so many of the talent back Rossi and are going to jump with him is... Uh, it's kind of spooky in a weird way. It's also giving Noah vibes. The fact that Mayu is the one who's sticking around and she's one of the top names. It's very reminiscent of Toshiaki Kawada being the only major name in all Japan to stick around post Exodus. Uh, but everybody jumping with Misawa for, for Noah. Um, I'll say what, man, hopefully again for the talent, I hope that they, they don't have a, as brutal of a schedule. Cause I know that a lot of the injury troubles in stardom last year you could, could possibly be attributed to that. Cause their schedule we're talking like 80s American wrestling. It was uh, crazy, yeah. 80s American yeah, wrestling, yeah. crazy with the touring. And um, so much so that, look, anytime people would be like, oh, man, what if AEW could get these people for this show? What if America can get these guys here? It was always like, dude, they're wrestling on that night. They're fucking wrestling every day. So, you know, I don't know. Yeah. And, yeah, there's a lot of talk of him. Rossi Ogo, of course, making his own promotion. Uh, Dave said on Observer Radio that Bushi Road were of the impression that Rossi was going to start his own company, and that may happen. I would expect that it will happen. It's not official or anything like that. But if you're talking to talent, talking about them leaving, most of the starting contracts are up in March, and we'll see who goes and we'll see who stays. The one we know who is going is Julia, and the one we know who's staying is Iwatani because she's on a longer-term contract. As for everyone else, come March, We'll see who signs who and who doesn't sign. And then there's been a couple of interviews, uh, again in Japanese, uh, on Tokyo Sports, from, of course, Okada, who is, you know, the big man in stardom now over Rossi. And he basically confirms, he basically confirmed that several talent have requested to leave stardom following uh, Rossi Ogawa's firing. And they've made it clear to him recently that, you know, they, uh, they want out. And there was a Rossi Ogawa interview as well with Tokyo Sports that basically confirms his intent to start a new promotion following his start and makes it so. Still a lot of pieces to fall. Still a lot of things to play out there. Yeah. yeah, it's going to be fascinating. <clears throat> There's been fascinating. like, uh, it's been a good few months now where people were kind of talking about this potential story, right? And there was sort of like a mass exodus and so on and so forth. And there's been some public comments about being discontent with the new regime and Bushy Road's handling of the promotion. So. Um, when it all kind of just emerged last night, it was one of those like, oh shit, this is <laughs> what's happening. And then Tony Khan was part of it, uh, which made it even harder to follow. So, yeah, <laughs> I'll give you what I'll give you something. Here's a here's a theory that I've been craft not I haven't crafted it. This is actually brought to me by Ashutos, but he made a pretty good point. Um, Ashutos, who, who has written for for our platform, um, New Japan had been sending guys to all Japan in the past, fairly recently between. Satoshi Kojima and Yuji Nagata. Um, Stardom talent were supposed to be working New Japan shows. But that 
abruptly ceased in like the spring of last year. There's people who speculate that stardom is some type of WWE Trojan horse. And even though I'm not a conspiracy person, what I would say is it is interesting that New Japan all of a sudden stopped sending Japanese, stopped sending their wrestlers to all Japan. And all Japan had that little kind of back and forth flirtation they were doing with NXT in January. And again, stardom, all of a sudden they stopped having their wrestlers being featured on New Japan shows when they were supposed to be on the bigger shows. Um, so uh, that does lend credence to the theory, if anything. Um, but again, until, you know, we, uh, it's not, I'm not cooking it, Anna. This is a, I'm just echoing a theory that was said to me. Uh, the point I'm making is there's some credence to the theory that maybe they're, they were trying to create affiliations with people that their partners weren't affiliated with, if that makes any sense. So uh, we'll see. We will, we will, we will. Um, I guess with our last just over five minutes or so, we kind of we got we got to talk about the weekend a bit, and I think the main thing we got to talk about in terms of the shows over the weekend is that main event last night: Trick Williams, Ilya Dragunov, NXT World Title. Um, and I thought that it was funny because as we was watching the show, I was sitting in one of our group chats when, as the women's main as the women's title match was about to come on. I was like, unless Ilya Dragunov somehow pulls off like this. Uh, crazy magic trick with Trick Williams again like he did before, then this women's match is going to be, you know, matching the night pretty comfortably. And the women's match was, I, I liked it quite a lot, you know, and I was pretty confident, you know. <laughs> but Ilya did it again. And that's not taking anything away from Trick Williams because Trick Williams absolutely, um, he looks even better than he did in the first one in terms of like looking like he belonged in there with Ilya Dragunov, you know. I'm not saying that he's on Ilya's level by any means because Ilya, you know, um, I can't come up with too many great arguments against him being the best in-ring worker in the world right now. Um, he's a freak of nature, you know, and they had, a, they had a great match last night and he exceeded expectations even though it was better than the last match. And I thought the last match set a bar that was quite hilariously high mm-hmm. considering how green trick was at the time. <laughs> and I surpassed it, Joe Hall, but you did a great review over it. So, Yeah, I appreciate it. It was, it, was, um, it was very interesting in that in terms of what made the match work, it was very similar to that second match, right? There was a lot of you just kind of clubbing trick and being physical and working rough and being kind of the in-ring antagonist. But what was notable here was trick just looked and felt so much more comfortable in this match than he did in the other one. And the, I think it was August, that TV match. And look, that match was tremendous. But we had a lot of fun talking about how kind of fish out water trick was standing there trading bombs with Ilya. He belonged here, I thought. You know, and obviously he's being led and he's just, you know, he's he's following Dragonor's way in there. But he really had a confidence, I thought, here. And more than that, a comfort in the physicality and incredible intensity of this match. So, yeah, I thought it was like a very notable. If someone, anyone that's been interested in Trick Williams' journey as like a prospect, his personality jumps to the page, his presence, his charisma, that's all great. But this was something to circle. Like, I did not think we'd ever see him at this come win this kind of match, let alone in early 2024. So, and most impressively, honestly, the post, like the final third, even the melodrama, I didn't think like mess with the match's flow. So, no, I thought this was like honestly great. I was stunned by how good this was. They they were hot throughout, then they absolutely like erupted after the trick kicked out of that top row page bomb that you can idiot hitting with, and the crowd was just unreal from there. Yeah. Um, but yeah, last chance for Super Chats, people, so get them in. Uh, we've got about just under five minutes left, so last chance, last chance. Uh, Ibu, 
trick. Ilya, what did you think? It's very impressive. I, I said right before the match started that there's probably no chance this is going to re, re, um, redo what they did in the PC, and it ended up being a little bit better. So, uh, listen, Trick and Trick and Dragonov had bloody mouths, and they just started trading fucking elbow strikes. Like that's that's <laughs> what you need at a wrestling man. This guy, like Ilya, brought the physicality, and Trick welcomed it and matched it, which was very impressive. Uh, he's it's been said for so long that once he figures out how to wrestle, he'll be a superstar because he has everything else and it's starting to come together for him. So uh, kudos to him. And I thought the main event was like the WWE match of the year. Trick Williams is awesome. And Ilya Dragon was one of the best wrestlers in the world. Yeah, man. Um, Oberfemi, Dragon Lee had a nice match. Uh, what else did we have? Uh, Oberfemi, Dragon Lee had a nice match. Laura Valkyrie, a load of Vosh, Roxanne Perrin. That was very good. Roxanne Perez is a legitimate prodigy. Can't praise her enough. Uh, the family versus out the mud was whatever. Dijak versus Joe Gacy was quote not for me, as people say. Uh, Baron Corbin, Bron Breaker versus Mello and Trick. I liked it, man. It was a decent bit of business. I thought Bron looked awesome. Yeah, he did. He did. He did. Right, AEW. Got to talk a little bit about AEW as well. Collision um, was awesome. Collision was awesome, man. They're on a bit of a streak at the minute. AEW Collision is. You know, we had Brian Danielson versus Hechicero. We had that trios match in the um in the main event with FDR Garcia and the Patriarchy. Um, <laughs> good stuff, man. Good stuff. Good stuff. Good stuff. Anything you want to kind of highlight, either of you? Hechicero, brother. That's what I want to fucking speak about. Yeah, man. Because big, burly, barrel-chested, old-school luchador. People are probably watching him thinking he's this is this young prospect. Hechicero is like probably like 45. Uh, he's been wrestling for a long time. You can tell by the type of lucha libre that he employs. But again, just great technical wrestling. Big, burly, barrel-chested luchador that just does some corner punches and, and overhand chops <laughs> to the chest. That's what I'm fucking talking about. Him and Brian Danielson had a, had, a, had, a, had a mat banger. Reminded me of Danielson versus Bandito last year. I thought that match was fucking great. And shout out to Texas, mm-hmm. one of the best AEW crowd consistently. They're the yep. best American crowd in wrestling, in my opinion. And uh, they showed out again uh, on Collision. And Hechicero getting chance for his name three minutes into the match is a testament to his work. And also a testament to just the, the, the positive hardcore fan spirit and culture AEW has fostered, where they're open-minded to, to uh, different types of wrestling like this, that they can allow themselves to be swept up by it. So I thought that match was the highlight of an awesome episode. Yeah, no yeah, prizes for guessing that I was. Uh, my choice was the six-man main event. But um, I mean, I don't disagree with anything you said. I love those two matches and Keith and King. Has to be said, it is wild. Collision still has a, a distinct flavor and identity to me. You know, it has a certain feel. It's my favorite wrestling. As many, you know, anyone watches the show regularly knows it's my favorite wrestling show by like a distance. It's just, I don't know, there's something comforting about that show. So I loved it again this week. Shout out to Brian Keith, man. He's like better than I, like, could have expected. He's really oh. good for real, yeah. Yeah, like I, at the game as well, brother. Yeah. I heard about him Check and I was interview with you. Yeah, yeah absolutely. <laughs> a lot of the things he said he wanted to do in that interview with Monty, he ended up doing like going to Japan. And um nice he's a guy that I thought was maybe you know possibly a, a big fish in a small pond, but that's absolutely not the case. This act is translated to television and he's been awesome. He's good, man. He's always he's always felt like he's had though because he's it seems like he actually cares about like his character work and stuff like that. Even when he was on the Indies, which is quite rare to see with someone who's paired with like legitimately really good in ring as well. Like he's really good, man. He's very good, and it seems like he's on the he's uh you know he, he's making quite a good trajectory in twenty twenty four. He's already wrestled in Japan, and obviously he's just been made all elite. So 
Um, strong start to the year. Um, and since we were talking about collision as well, I think it's worth noting that Dave Maltz has said that there is work being done perhaps on um, CMLL and AEW for Forbidden Door. So that's absolutely being talked about as well, according to Dave Maltzer. I was a wrestling observer. So I don't think that surprises anyone, but that is now, you know, it's out there. Um, that's a real possibility. So, yeah, man. CMLL, New Japan, AEW, quite the Forbidden Door, if you ask me. Mm-hmm. Absolutely, yeah. Could be very, very cool. Alright, anyway, we got a quick super chats. We're already eating into Monday Night Raw, but you know, uh, Sean Ross had the tweet that Cody's in the main event. I'm not even sure what they're going to try open with tonight. So, quick super chats, and we're getting out of here as people are filtering out. Losing fight one ninety nine. Appreciate it. this punk. This punk went to day one to warn Cody. Um, yeah, <laughs> yeah, four seventy two. Appreciate it. Final prediction: Yes, no. Does WWE pivot tonight? No, not tonight. Um, no, it popped me sure. like when when uh when NXT was on last night, AO kept like popping at like WWE advertising like Rock Roman. It's like if they do pivot, it's not happening anytime soon. Like, they're going to announce it on Thursday. They're going to do what they were going to do anyway. If they pivot, it'll be like when the pressure really mounts on them because obviously this could all just come and go. This hashtag we want Cody stuff. So we'll see how persistent people are with it and if he can make them, you know, he can make them. You know, shift whatever they're doing, pivot. Well, cheers and five dollars appreciate. Do many talent, do many talent is EO and Kyrie is trying to get to the feds. I don't know what you're trying to ask me, brother. Um, <laughs> Jumanji Hunter, two dollars appreciate. Crowd literally chanted no at Cody versus Seth on Monday. <laughs> they did. <laughs> Hush 199 appreciate. Who is interrupting Gunther, Andrade or Brian? I think that report from PW Insider that Andrade is going to be on Raw as a babyface is kind of telling in regards to that. Um, I wouldn't be mad at either, though, in terms of Gunther's next or even WrestleMania challenger at this point, to be honest. So, um, Although Gunther does need that World Heavyweight Championship expeditiously, you know. But anyway, $2. Shout out to Bailey performance of a last time. Yeah, Bailey was great on Friday, which has obviously just kind of been lost in all of his Dwayne and everything else from SmackDown, but yeah, but that, that segment with damage control was definitely a hit, man, and uh, people love Bailey, and it's going to be, as she said in interviews, and I think she's even said on screen, this is going to be like her biggest year, in, maybe ever, to be honest, so we'll see. Alexia, we love Alexia, great podcast yesterday, make sure you guys check it out, Girls on Graps. Um, she's telling you people with 199 to like the video right now, please and thank you. I agree, especially those of you who are sticking around until the very, very end. Will Chisholm, $5, appreciate yeah. So, is New Japan not going to be a part of Forbidden Door? I don't know where you got that from. Um, the CMLL thing would be, like, in conjunction with, it would be, like, another, rather than taking New Japan's place. I think it's fair guess, right? I don't think it would yeah, yeah, be... <laughs> like, and even, like, TK, like, dunking on, like, Stardom, Rossi, or whatever, I don't think that's, like, anything no. that's... You know what I mean? So, yeah, I appreciate you guys for tuning in. I'll let you guys actually get into Raw now because we're already like four minutes or something into it. We're going to get into it ourselves because I'm very interested to see how this crowd reacts and what they actually do tonight. So, uh, yeah, an interesting week ahead, an interesting couple of weeks that we've been going through in the wrestling world. Some of it downright terrible, some of it confusing, some of it funny, some of it... It's just been weird, you know? 
But we're trying our best to cover it. (laughs) So, appreciate you guys for tuning in. Please like and subscribe. We appreciate all the super chats and the support you guys give us. Uh, We'll be back tomorrow with a Raw review with Ibu and Rob. uh, Unless Ibu gets his heart broken again or something. Um, And then, yeah, we'll keep an eye on the page and we'll keep you up to date with what we're doing. Uh, And again, thanks for watching. Like, subscribe. Please.